Hey you guys, hope you're well. I just wanted to take this opportunity and let you know about our amazing new business scalability scorecard. So have you ever wondered if, you've, if you're an entrepreneur, you're a business owner, and you want to grow and scale the business but not sure how, and you're looking for some advice and you're looking for some strategies about how you could effectively grow and scale your business, well, this is your opportunity. We have actually created an amazing uh, business scalability scorecard. It takes you around seven to eight minutes, and at the end of that, it will actually create a report of all of the things that you're doing particularly well in and the things that you need to make improvements to your business. And uh, it's a great tool and a great asset for your business. To get free access to that, go to bit.ly forward slash business hyphen scalability hyphen scorecard. Go there, go now. Take care, see you soon. This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. We have our guest in the house. That's what we have. We have the guest in the house. He's a good friend of mine, actually. He's originally from South Africa. In fact, we had a South African, actually, a couple of, couple of weeks ago, and you could tell by their accent. And uh, it's a good friend of mine. He's gone through massive adversity, huge adversity, and we're going to sort of delve in deep about that and about how he overcame adversity. He's done some – he's a serial entrepreneur. He's an author. He does a lot of stuff with the – Tony. he uh, does some training for the Tony Robbins organization as well. But he also does uh, some great stuff on Clubhouse as well. We hang out, have some fun. And, and he actually lives in my pretty much in my hometown, which is kind of in the UK. And honestly, great guy, such great fun to be with. So without further ado, put your round, put your hands together for Mr. Alan Keenans. <laughs> I love it, brother. Thank you so much. I'm sorry. For some reason, it wasn't, it wouldn't actually open the StreamYard link. It kept telling me to download Chrome, and I'm saying, I've got Chrome already. I'm trying to open Chrome. I don't know what the hell happening, but anyway, I got it right. <laughs> Sorry to it's keep you good, waiting. It's nah, it's all good. Listen, in anticipation, actually, I hope that you guys are listening. By the way, if you have any questions for Alan, okay, you can do that by clicking on the link below uh, and just saying hi or give us a share, like, or comment, or whatever it is. But listen, we've got loads to talk about, haven't we, bro? We have. We've got loads to talk about. Yeah, exactly. How's it going? <laughs> going by the way, by the way, your hat that you're wearing, what is the, what is the symbol? Is it a symbol on your head? Uh, it's a it's a it's a it's a four-leaf clover, and underneath uh-huh. it says blessed. It says blessed. And I've got another one, a black one that says live lucky. Uh, they they blackclover.com. Uh, it's an American company. Uh, they make caps, and um, that's all they do is they make really, really great caps. Um so I've got three of them. I've got a, they, they, all three of them were gifts. All three were gifts. And so I've got, um, you know, a black one. I've got a red one and this one. Um, both the black and the red one and this one both say blessed. And the black one says live lucky. And you can actually Love order it. them and you can, you can you, you know, you can order them on, on the website. So they're really great caps. Yeah. So they're very comfortable. Um, and um, I'm wearing one because my hair is all over the place. You can see. <laughs> I need a haircut. And the longer my hair gets, the, the grayer it looks. 
<laughs> it matches your cap, bro. Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, listen, you. listen, you don't need any luck, man. I mean, listen, like, I don't know why you need to wear a lucky cap, which has got four leaves, because, I mean, you don't need luck, man. I mean, you, you, you attract what you attract, right? Absolutely. Well, I think you make your own luck, eh? I think you make your own luck, definitely. True. Um, you know, and, and you know, luck, I love the acronym for luck. I came across the acronym for luck a long time ago. I love acronyms, Adam. You know, I love words. You know, I'm a speaker and I've learned to use words in a specific way, you know, and I, and I think that language is a very powerful thing when you can, you know, when you can formulate it consciously and when you can use certain words in certain phrases. And I love acronyms and the, the, the acronym for luck is labor under constructive knowledge, you know. Um, so, you know, and you make your own luck when you take labor you know, your labor, and then you apply yourself, which is action, obviously laboring. When you're laboring, you're taking action. But you obviously right. got to labor in the right way, in a conscientious fashion, using the right intelligent knowledge. You know, um, like Napoleon Hill spoke about, you, you know, you must take specific. Napoleon Hill used those words in the book, Thinking We're Rich, specific and organized knowledge, not general knowledge from your college or school or university, which is general knowledge. And it's just, you know, the same theory that's been taught for hundreds of years over 100 years, in fact, over a century now, we're still using a, an archaic education system that teaches people how to answer questions, you know, uh, rather than teaching them how to ask questions. And so when he spoke about specific and organized knowledge, and I came across this acronym, like I thought, wow, labor under constructive knowledge. And so I thought I love that acronym, you know what I mean? Love it, love it, love it, love it. So listen, um, I know that we've got a few listeners, um, we've got a few listeners listening in and that kind of stuff, but give us a quick snapshot. Who are you? Where are you? What are you doing? Because, uh, I mean, I know you pretty well, but I know some of our listeners don't. But give us a quick snapshot. Well, right now, I'm just sitting on the floor in my lounge in my new house, um, right on the floor, leaning against this couch uh, because it's comfortable. There's a big bay window there. It's, I'm, I'm living in a little cul-de-sac. Uh, you know, I'm living in Raysbury Village. You, I mean, it's, it's your neck of the woods, isn't it? Uh, Absolutely. Two miles down the road from Windsor. Uh, I've got my best friend of 25 years living living in the village right here, and he's the he's he's managing the local cricket club here, which is awesome. So he's invited me to play cricket. Um, what am I doing? I'm I'm just on Zoom every day. You know what I mean? I'm just coaching. I've got clients in different parts of the world, so I'm coaching face to face on Zoom. Um, I'm on Clubhouse all the time, as you know. Like I'm not I haven't been sleeping much for the last six weeks, uh, <laughs> and um, you know uh, what? Yeah, I'm I'm running I'm running workshops online. I've been doing that for the for the entire duration of lockdown since we started last March. And really, you know, what I have been really enjoying is I've I started in April last year. I was invited to speak on an, on an online summit, and the guy said to me, my friend who was the promoter of this of this um, this brilliant online summit, which has been running regularly since then, and they've been able to really you know feed powerful information from some of the best minds in the world to a large large number of people around the world in many, many different countries, you know? And he said to me, what are you going to sell? And I said, I'm not going to sell anything. Uh, what I'd like to do is that I'm going to invite people to a private Facebook group where they can come and meditate with me every single day uh, during this lockdown because it's, they're going to need somewhere where they can find some peace and some tranquility, uh, you know, out of, uh, away from the chaos of what's going on in the world. And so right. that's been really rewarding. You know, I've been meditating there on a regular basis. Well, we meditated every day, April, May, June, July, August. And then in August... Uh, I kind of took a little break for one and I was reposting the replays um, of the meditations because, you know, you, you can just listen to the replay. And people were, a lot of people were listening to the replay. People coming in from India, America, Canada, you know, New Zealand. It was insane, like all over the world, like coming into this group. And it grew organically just by word of mouth, you know, just by invitation. There's three and a half thousand people now. And um, 
and people are still watching the replays and now I'm, I'm meditating there twice a week on a live, doing live, two live meditations twice a week. Um, but that's been really rewarding. I've really enjoyed that because it's been very good for my own meditation. I've been, at one stage I was meditating twice a day, you know, in the morning and then again at 11 was, was awesome. Um, so that's what I'm up to. I'm just, that's what I love about Clubhouse, Adam. You know, you, we spoke about Clubhouse. I've been in your room a couple of times and, um, I was telling you the same thing, you know, it's a, it's a great app for collaboration, connection, um, you know, opportunities, mm -hmm. but also just to helping people find their voice. I've got a room running right now with some moderators um, that are running a room right now and they're talking about manifesting a magical life. Um, and that really means using, you know, using your, using the word, the power of the word, the power of your thought, the power of your focus, combining all of that to create a life that you love and live powerfully. Um, many people don't do that. Unfortunately, the majority of people don't ever do that, which is why we, you and I, we, we resonate so well because mm -hmm. we both in that game of helping people win. I love people seeing people win. You love people seeing, you love seeing people win, you know? Agreed, man. Absolutely. hundred percent agree. So in terms of like, cause you've got, I mean, you've got a lot of, oh, I call a lot of strings to your bow. You got, you, 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 you've got a lot of knowledge. You've got a lot of skills, but what do you really enjoy work? What, what do you really enjoy about what you do? Wow, man. I, you know what I enjoy the most? And that's a great question. I've not, I don't think anybody's really asked me that, um, that they, where they've specifically asked me what I enjoy the most. I think what I enjoy the most is I enjoy seeing people fall in love with themselves, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I also, what I enjoy the most too is I, see, I enjoy seeing people fall in love with their parents, you know, and often for the very first time because, you know, I was a kid that, you know, always felt like my parents never had time for me. Um, from a young age, I remember having this experience with my with my father, which I which I realized very in full in full blown color uh, during a regressive therapy session, where I suddenly remembered what happened to me at five with my dad, and I remember in that moment I made a decision that my father didn't love me anymore, you know, and I and I lived out of that decision for the rest of my life until I got to the age of twenty six when I began to realize actually, hang on a second, maybe I've got this perception the wrong way around. Maybe my dad's actually always only ever done the best for me. Maybe he didn't really understand how to express his love for me. And that's when I began to really heal that relationship with him. Uh, and then it, it became fantastic, you know, and, and the last 10 years of my dad's life, we were like this, you know, it was, was amazing. And since then, I've been doing a lot of, I've done, a lot of my work is centered around, you know, healing, uh, the, healing yourself at a deep level. Uh, because I believe that when you heal yourself at a deep level, you can really be powerful in your life you, without worrying about other people's opinions. You, you, you seem to be less, concerned about what people think about you 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 you've got more energy you know you've got more courage uh, you take you take more calculated risks uh, your self-esteem goes up you know you you tend your health improves your relationships improve all of that when you heal yourself at a deep level and essentially what happens is if you can heal the relationship with yourself and your parents those three relationships i've always believed that if you heal those three relationships yourself and your mother and your father whether your parents are alive or not you can still heal that relationship but if you do right. that if you do that, it provides a newfound freedom and a newfound energy in yourself because now suddenly you, you, you're not carrying all this. You, you, you've got, you get rid of all the stuff that you have in the back of your mind or, or, this, or the resentment that you have for your folks, right? Uh, and you have for yourself. And, and I think ultimately, ultimately for me, people, the greatest challenge that we face as human beings is we resist ourselves continuously. And if we can stop resisting ourselves we find that we stop resisting the world around us and then everything starts to fall into place in a much more easier way. Life becomes more effortless, you know? And, and then, then, it's, then it's just really a case of continuously leveling up, you know, continuously leveling up and continuously looking for, 
moments when you're in resistance with yourself and how can you get out of resistance with yourself as quickly as possible and back into yeah. the flow, right? It's interesting because I know that you're, I know, um, you know, uh, I know sort of personal subjects aside or whatever it is. And it's yeah. interesting how, um, you know, people, uh, you sort of business owners, entrepreneurs in particular, where <clears throat> they get stuck, right? Whether it be because of, I don't know, a limb belief, whatever it is, or, you know, do you, would you say that how, from your perspective, because you're talking about healing, right? Yes. Um, and, and you talk about healing with, with relationships with family members or, or whoever it is. Do you think that's one of the reasons why some of the entrepreneurs and business owners out there don't quite make it because they have maybe a hurt or maybe something that's holding them back or they've created this perceptional perception in their head that they're not worthy or they're judging themselves? What's your thoughts about this? Yeah, I, I think that I think that's spot on. You know, if I think about, you know, there's so many examples that come to mind. You know, um, mm. Mike Tyson, Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley, right. Kim Basinger. Um, you know, there's so many. Uh, Tina Turner. Uh, you know, there's so many examples of of men and women that have risen to the top of their field with extreme success, massive, massive adulation, you know, and adoration from the public. Um, you know, financial success pulled in loads and loads of money. Let's take one person, for instance, Mark, Mark Tyson. I'm a big fan of Mark Tyson, and Mark Tyson is has evolved as a human being, especially in the last ten years of his life. You know, and um, you know, he recently spoke on Tony's stage uh, for the Platinum Partnership, uh, where, where where Tony interviewed him in front of you know a couple of hundred of Tony's plats, and he spoke about his own evolution in his own life and how he and and he, I mean, he's got to the point where he's so consciously evolved that he can look back at his own life and recognize that he was so so um misaligned with who he was and you know and acting out of out of a fear-based construct of, that was that was planted in his mind as a young boy where he just needed he mm. felt like the only way to survive was to fight and 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 to beat people mm. up you know? and it fed his ego and i think you know when you look at how much money he made by the time he was he's, you know 22 years of age 400 million dollars you know the world heavyweight champion of the world you know and pound for pound, the best boxer that ever lived, uh, that's ever fought, the, the fought, you know. And many people say, well, you know, how can you say that? It was Muhammad Ali. But I think if you put them in the ring together at their prime, Tyson would have killed Ali um, because he was just so brutal and so, so like, almost mm. violently brutal, you know what I mean? And his style, because he was so short, he used to get in underneath the taller boxes, the bigger boxes, and just take them out. With his, his uppercut mm. was, was, was like a, just like a, you know, it could just drop a tree, right? Right. Uh, but, when I'm making is that because because he he's still he's still wounded he he, he he you know he allowed other people to really to lead him down the wrong road you know and to take advantage mm -hmm. of him and and that's what's happened to every successful person who's ended up losing their fortune or has ended up losing everything they've created or built I had the same problem you know I got mm -hmm. to a point in my career where I, where, I, where I got to the point where I was a millionaire and I was so successful and everything was great and then I exploded imploded really I imploded and I ended up messing up my whole life, I, you know, I had an affair, cost me my marriage, lost my business, lost everything I built, and I had to start again from scratch, you know, um, because I had that, there was something inside of me that I hadn't yet healed or I hadn't yet been willing to look at or hadn't yet uh, acknowledged. And then when I did that work on myself, everything changed. And now I'm 55 years young and life has never been better than it is right now. I've got two, <laughs> two amazing kids that have both very become very conscious, very grounded uh, young people. 
um, because they've been around this work a long time and they've heard me talk about my own challenges and they've heard me and their mother really go to work on, on, on the things that we needed to heal. And the four of us are solid. You know, we, we hang out on a regular yeah. basis. On Friday night, we're all going out to dinner, the four of us, for my son's birthday. We have Sunday dinners on a regular basis, the four of us. We hang out around the kitchen table laughing, talking about stuff. There's no, there's no animosity. There's no hurt. It's all healed. You know what I mean? It's like we live in the present moment. We don't, yeah. The only time we look back is to remember the lessons but we live present. We 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 engage with each other. You no, know, in the present, we have fun, right? We, we don't. We, there's no like. There's no guilt. There's none of that stuff anymore. But we've done that work, and it wasn't easy for sure. But I think that's what brings that's what brings successful people down when they haven't taken care of the foundation in their psychology. And I always tell people, you need a great you need a great foundation for 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 great success, a strong psychological foundation. But underneath mm. that, you need a great spiritual foundation. If you don't right. have a spiritual foundation, which is a subject that scares people because they don't like the word spiritual, perhaps. But let's take energetic, right? Energetic. Let's use the word energetic instead of spiritual. You need a great energetic foundation. What does that mean? That means you need to realize that you have, that you are connected to everything, whether you like it or not. <clears throat> whether you realize it or not, you're connected to everything and you are merely a conduit for energy. And if you don't have a, if you don't have a great spiritual foundation, where you are connected to like the grace of the universe and you mm -hmm. recognize that there's something much bigger than you happening through you. Life is much bigger than you. Life knows what it's doing. The problem with us is we try and control life, right? And we try and control life with the way we think it should be or how it shouldn't be. And that's when mm -hmm. we get in our own way, right? And we make mistakes and we have these wounds from our childhood that we haven't really deal, dealt with or healed. And they come back and they bite us. You know, if we don't heal them, they just come, they, they, they get in the way. And it's like Carl Jung mm -hmm. said, right? To sum it up, to, to, to bring it to an end, and I'll hand it back to you. Carl Jung used to say very famously, if you don't make what's in your unconscious conscious, you'll keep bumping into the same things and calling it fate. And that's what people do, right? They make the same mistakes over and over and over again, and then they keep blaming the blaming their, their circumstances. Well, it's not me. It must be you. It must be them. It must be right. the government. This must be that. It must be the economy. It's not. The one common denominator in every situation in your life that you don't like is you. It's true. And it's all also about taking personal responsibility and admit, admitting defeat. 100%. You know, 100%. I, it, it's so true. Listen, I want to go back to uh, one of the things that we touched on, which is the word flow. All right. Because I think it's a really, um, I think it, from my perspective, and I know that this is going to, um, uh, you can personally relate to the word flow a lot, especially sort of, you know, what's happened, which I'm not going to go into. But from your perspective, what is flow? Like from your perspective, from an entrepreneurial business perspective, what is flow? What should it look like? What should we look for? And how do we get it? Flow is, is something that you can't quite put your finger on. Uh, but it is, for me, flow state is being out of your head, completely present where things are just flowing through you. You just kind of in the zone and often afterwards, you don't even know how you did it. And while you are doing it, for instance, I can only talk from my own experience of being on stage. Uh, so there's been moments when I've been on stage with an audience and I've said something I've never said before. It's just come through me and I've been completely in the zone, completely connected to the audience, completely out of my head and in the moment, like in my heart, present with the audience, connected. There's no other way to describe it, just connected. And, and speaking, saying things that in my own head, I'm thinking, 
like afterwards, I think, oh my God, I hope somebody recorded that because that was amazing. Like I've never said that before. <laughs> or or my team, my team come to me after in the break or during after the thing when we're analyzing the the, the, the the presentation or the event or whatever. And they say, wow, I've never seen you like that before. I've never heard you say that before. And I say, man, that was amazing, wasn't it? And they say, and I, and I don't know where, and you know, you can't quite put your finger on where it comes from. And, and again, if I think of Tiger Woods, I'm a big fan of Tiger Woods. And Tiger Woods often says that when he makes those putts, you know, those putts that win him a championship, those putts where he kind of just suddenly comes back from nowhere. And, you know, he says that he doesn't, he often doesn't remember that putt. All he remembers is standing over the ball. And then, and then he doesn't remember until he's pulling the ball out of the cup, you know, um, or he's walking off the green. Because in that moment, he's just in flow and, and he just goes to a different place. And, and then, you know, it, and the best way to say it is that, you know, something comes through you. Grace, grace comes through you when you're in the zone and you're in flow state. And uh, there's a great book. I don't know if you've heard of it. I'm sure you probably have. But you've heard of Stephen Kotler. He wrote the book um, Stealing Fire. He also wrote the book um, the, the Art of Impossible. I think it's just come out which my son is reading. And he's also another one he wrote. But but in Stealing Fire, which is a great book, I was listening to it as an audio book while I was driving around the country uh, last year. And, um, you know, he, he, he talks about, you know, when he talks about when units, teams, teams, like elite teams, and he, and he used a SEAL team. He worked with a SEAL team. Like these are guys, these are the, these are the best of the best. And to even be, to even get in this team, you have to go, you have to jump through so many hoops to even get in this team. And when you're in this team, he talks about how this team moves through the bush together as a SEAL unit and how they are actually communicating to tell almost telepathically because they all so in the zone and they so in a flow state. It's like birds, right? When they're flying in a flock, right? Birds right. all turn together in the same direction at the same time, right? It's like there's an osmosis taking place. And that's mm -hmm. the flow state. When you combine your years of disciplined effort, your years of disciplined practice, and then you surrender to the moment and you out of your head and you just show up and you just say, right, you know what? Use me. I'll, that's what I always say when I get on stage. I say, just use me. You know what I mean? I'm ready to just, because I know I've done the homework. I know I've done the practice. I've, I've, I've got, you know, 33 years of education in the back of my mind, in my unconscious. And then I just mm -hmm. open my mouth and I see what comes out, you know? And then, and then I, I make sure I've done my homework, obviously on the audience and the theme, et cetera. I know what I'm, why I'm there. I know my purpose. I know my reason for being there. But then when I'm on the stage, I don't really think about what I'm going to say. I just let it come out, you know, and then yeah. I'm in that flow state, you know, and, uh, and, and that's, you know, every person who's at the top of their game will tell you that they, where they've just flowed, you know, they just, stuff has just flowed through them. They can't tell you how they did it or they didn't, they can't even tell you how they planned it. It just happened. Yeah, very true. Now, interestingly enough, right. And I love flow state because for me, it's just like everything naturally occurs do you know what i'm saying without it being forced uh things like that but my question is from your perspective because you've experienced this what disturbs a flow state you know what is it that we need to be and and, and i'm a big believer of this right alan yeah perceptional awareness right if you're more perceptionally aware about your surroundings your environment what your self-sabotaging habits are and things like that what disturbs flow state from your perspective? What do we need to look for? Uh, well, talking from my own experience and also when working, I work with the speakers. Because I, I, that's what I do is I speak professionally. So I run this program called Million Dollar Message where I work with these people and help them to stand on top of their message to turn their story into a testimony of, of how they came through challenges, etc. And then 
to be able to speak that story in a powerful way where they're not triggered by it anymore. They're not a victim of their story. And I help them to get into that state where it can just flow through them, where they know that story inside out. But what, what interrupts them or me when I'm in that, when, if I get interrupted out of that flow state, it's, it's, it's finding myself in my head thinking about what I'm going to say next or why is that person doing that or why is that person standing up in the back of the room or getting distracted, you know, getting interrupted um, by my own thought process or by my own voice in my head, by the conversation in my head. You know, when you get interrupted, it's usually you get interrupted and you get in your head. And so you've got, you know, there's this, you know, there's, there's this phrase called uptime. You know, when you're in mm. uptime is when you are connected to what you're doing. You're not in your head. You're mm. in your heart. You're just flowing. You're just flowing, right? And you're in the zone. Mm. Like it could be creating content perhaps or writing a book, right? Like you said to me mm. about writing this chapter for this book. And, you know, when I wrote it, you know, I was just like in the zone and I ended up writing twice as many words as you wanted. And then my challenge, <laughs> my challenge was like, okay, cool. How do I take out half the words that I just wrote, right? Without like, you know, without you know, taking out the meat of the story. Um, but yeah, when you when you when you when you get interrupted, it's because you get interrupted out by your own conversation usually, or you get distracted by something else around you, and it takes mm. your eye off the ball. You take your eye off the ball, and suddenly now you're inside your head having a conversation. And in a personal speaking, personally, by being like talking about being on a stage, that experience of being on a stage. When I've got in my head, it disconnects me from the audience immediately. And the audience feels it unconsciously mm -hmm. and I feel it, right? And then you have to build that rapport again very quickly. Yep. And, I, and it also, um, it also um, affects um, the trust because you talk about connection a lot. Connection is all about trust, right? How you effectively build trust with people. But effectively, it can take seconds to lose that connection which yes. then takes time to then rebuild the connection to build the trust. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Because we, you know, we, we talk about the speed of trust, which I think is the trust is the currency, um, the currency that we're all looking for, but we, we, we battle to mm. find every single day. Uh, it's hard to find trust, isn't it? It's hard to build trust and it can be taken away like that. It takes a long time to build it, can lose it like that. Um, you know, yeah. Stephen Covey Jr. wrote the great book, The Speed of Trust. Um, right. And we're talking about, you know, how do you build trust quickly? You know, how do you build that connection quickly? And, it, and it, you know, you know yourself, it takes seven seconds to, to create an impression with someone. Your first impression, seven seconds, it's done. You know, how do you show yeah. up, you know? Um, and, you know, and these days, it's changed a little bit these days because, I mean, look how we do business these days. You know, we show up in T-shirts, hoodies, caps, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, no shirt, not shaved, you know? We don't and, give a shit. There we go. <laughs> you know, we don't worry about that anymore, right? But in the old days, you show up in a tie, a suit, you know what I mean? You shave your hair, come back, you know, you, and because, you, because you're looking to create that impression uh, with the way you dress and all that kind of stuff. But nowadays, I think it's interesting because I think social media has changed, changed the way we interact with each other because we... Yeah. Because it's about, you know, it's about image. It's about, you know, um, perception. It's about, uh, you know, how we look on camera and all that kind of stuff. However, what I love about, and coming back to Clubhouse, why I love this Clubhouse app, because all you have is a voice. You've already yep. got this audio, right? I mean, you've got a photograph, obviously, and people have got great photographs for sure. They can, you know, you can, you can, you can, you can Photoshop a photograph, you know, you can, you can make it look extremely lovely. And I've got, I've, my photograph is like a, it's like a, it's been um, cartooned. You know, it's got a cartoon feel to it. It makes me look a lot younger, obviously, but I, I do look quite young. You know? <laughs> but the point I'm making is that you've, you've just got your voice. So you can hear someone's intention in their voice. You can hear energy in someone's voice. You can hear someone's heart in their voice. Yep. 
Yep. And you can also hear ego in someone's voice. You can hear disconnection. Mm -hmm. You can hear yep. uh, you can hear an indifference in someone's voice. You can hear mm -hmm. a lack of energy. You can hear an arrogance in someone's voice. So mm -hmm. that's what I love about this app, this Kabas app, because because really it's like making telephone sales, right? You've done telephone sales yourself. You know, I I I had a job when I was young where I was just on the phone all day long. And if you if you can't connect with someone quickly, you lose them so quick. I mean, nowadays I get so many sales calls. As soon as someone picks up the, uh, I pick up the phone. I always give someone five seconds. I give them a chance. But if I hear, you know, I, you know, I'm calling from this company. I just put the phone down, man. I haven't got time. I haven't got time to say I haven't got time. I just put the phone down. But if, but if, but if I answer the phone and someone says, "Hey, Alan, this is Tom. Listen, my man, I've got to tell you something. You know, then I'm going to listen. I'm going to say, okay, cool." You know, because um, I'm intrigued. Was, uh, listen, as they say, Adam, you know yourself. You know, nobody loves selling more than a salesperson, right? I love being yeah. sold to because I'm a salesperson. I love to watch people. I love, I love, I love the way people approach me. You know, I'm always looking for how they do it and all that kind of stuff. But uh, that that you've got to be able to connect with someone quickly. You know, that speed of trust, which is what you're talking about. That connection. You know, how do you make someone feel safe quickly? Because when people feel safe, they open up to you. And when they open up to you, they're going to tell you what they're really looking for. And that's what we're all looking for is we're looking for solutions, you know? Yep, absolutely. 100%. You know, I said this to all the guys actually listening. I said, the new currency of 2020 and beyond is trust. Trust is the new currency of today. Not money, not time, not speed of implementation. It's trust. Yes. Because without it, that's it. It's game over. Especially in the digital world, my friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. All good. Listen, um, I'm conscious of time, but love to know what you're what you're working on right now because I know that um, you know I know you've got some wonderful things that's happening. We're doing some great stuff. We we're actually um, well, Alan's already let the cat out of the bag. By the way, we're doing some stuff together. We have actually uh, we're launching a new book together, which is going to be launching October of fourth quarter of this year. So that's going to be really exciting about that. Yeah, that's going to be uh, exciting. Brother. I'm so excited about that. It's going to be boom. Trust me, it's going to be absolutely boom because uh, it's going to uh, not only impact so many people around the world, like literally this isn't the type of book where you're like, oh, yeah, it's just someone's story just telling us a little bit about. But listen, I'm not into like storytelling. I, well, I am, but there needs to be a balance between storytelling and here is hard hitting content that I need to go and implement myself. Do you know what I'm yes. saying? You need something which is tangible, yes. right? That people can feel. It's like, I've been there. I've done that. And now I've got the keys. Damn. So, uh, but love, listen, what are you working on right now? Tell, tell us a little bit about what you're working on right now. Um, right now, I'm just, I'm working on, um, you know, my, my clubhouse, um, my clubhouse, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? My clubhouse presence is the word I'm looking for. Right. Um, you know, yeah. I'm doing that on a daily basis. There's a couple of rooms that I'm in every day. Um, where I'm just adding value and I'm building a following there. And um, really what I'm looking to do is bring people to my meditation group so they can find some peace uh, in meditation. I believe meditation is a very, very powerful tool that we should all be doing for at least, you know, at least 20 minutes a day, once a day. Uh, if you can't do, if you can't sit in silence for 20 minutes a day, then you should practice sitting in silence for an hour a day, as Sadhguru says, right? Right at the beginning of lockdown last year, Sadhguru said, this will be interesting for you people in the West. Because you are not, you can't sit for five minutes, right? And now you're locked down on your own. What are you going to do? You're going to have to sit, you're have to sit still on your own for hours. And uh, so that was funny. And he said, if you can't sit still for 20 minutes, you have to practice sitting still for one hour. So 
Um, so yeah, um, so I want to I want to introduce people to my meditation group because I know it really helps people and it's free. There's no agenda there. Um, I've got a workshop coming up in July. Uh, the, the, at the beginning of July, um, my awaken my next awaken online virtual summit, which is going to be at the moment. I'm, I've been I'm, I mean, you know, the rules around lockdown are going to change on the 21st of June. So I think everyone's waiting to find out what's going to happen there in the UK. Yeah, in the UK. So so, you know, um, I'm, I've been wondering, you know, do I promote it? Because what happens if we all suddenly are allowed to go outside full time and then everyone's just going to want to be outside? They're not probably not going to want to sit on a on a Zoom call for three full for four full days or three full days. Um, so, um, however, what I am working on is um, I'm working on coming to live in Cyprus next year with you. And, um, <laughs> and also I, um, I've got my retreats. My retreats will be opening up again next year in Bali. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm looking forward to running my next million dollar message in person, uh, which I think will probably be um, early next year. Um, so that's going to be great fun uh, because we'll be doing back to full, back to live events. I can't wait to do that. Um, Very cool. But right now I'm working on my book. Uh, so I've set myself a target. I've been trying to write this book for 15 years. I think it's the right time for me now. I'm 55. Uh, I've got to a place in my life where I'm feeling very, very comfortable with who I am. I'm very, I feel like I'm really on purpose now, uh, like like never before. Um, I feel like I'm just in the zone, you know, and uh, and I'm also very, uh, I'm very, I'm paying attention. And, and I love those two words, pay attention. And I say them all the time to my, to, to my, to my team, to my mentees, to my clients, pay attention. And I'm paying attention a lot now. And more than ever, I'm, and I've always been, you know, I've always been into consciousness. You know that yourself, right? I've been, I've been talking about consciousness for 22 years. Like, how can you be more conscious of what's going on between your ears? What are you saying to yourself every day? Pay attention. Because you're probably saying something that doesn't serve you. And when you catch yourself saying that something that doesn't serve you, stop doing that immediately. And then change sure. it to something that serves you. Just flip it around immediately. Just say, hey, oh, wow, I caught myself. I caught myself saying something that doesn't serve me. Okay, good. Let me stop that right now. What can I say right now? Okay, cool. Let me tell myself what a great person I am. I'm enough. I'm lovable and I prove myself. I'm in the right place at the right time. I'm on the way. Life is happening for me, not to me. The universe has got my back. Money is flowing to me in an abundance of in an avalanche of abundance. Just whatever comes to your mind, just say something. Even if you just say something like this, I'm feeling good. Life is good and I'm moving in the right direction or whatever it is, right? But just in the moment, catch yourself when you're giving yourself a hard time and pay attention to what you're saying inside your head and then flip it around and support yourself. Because if you don't become your best fan, who is going to do that for you? Nobody else. Exactly. Right? True. You have to be your own best True. fan and you're going to practice it every day. And every single day you'll notice if you pay attention, you'll notice every day, all day long, you're probably giving yourself a hard time. And you've got to stop doing that. Because when you praise your nervous system mm -hmm. by saying something like, you know what? I'm doing the best I can. I'm just going to keep moving forward. I'm going to be my own fan. I like myself and, I, and I'm getting better and better every day in every single way. Uh, if you just do something like that, something small like that, or even if you just said, I'm enough, I'm lovable and I approve of myself, and you said that 200 times a day, then that's going to have a big impact on your nervous system. It's going to have a big impact on your unconscious, you know? And so, yep. that, so just pay attention and then just keep staying conscious, you know, as much as you can. And so that's Love what it. I'm working on. And that's why I say I'm at the right time in my life right now about really, I think I'm ready to really write this book now and revisit the memories you know, and I realized that I have to revisit memories that perhaps in the past I haven't been ready to do yet. You know, up until that point, I wasn't ready to do it. But now I'm ready, I think. Got it. So listen, guys, I have a request from you guys that are listening in, right? I want you to be Alan's accountability buddy. 
I know he loves accountability. Um, because I, <laughs> it's I've got, about. I've, got, I've got a bunch of them, and I, I, I had to declare it. All <laughs> I got a bunch of them on Java. He said, "Right, we're gonna check in with you regularly. Let me see what's happening." Um, <laughs> I listen, listen, guys. Even if you're an Android user now, by the way, if you're an Android user, you've got no excuses to not be on Clubhouse because you've got Apple users and Android users. If you want an invitation, uh, direct uh, the, the your message to our team. And we'll get an invitation out to you. And then you can listen to Alan, myself on Clubhouse or whatever it is. It's Alan Cleanans or Adam Strong. Follow us on Clubhouse or whatever it is. And uh, come and join some of our rooms. Honestly, some of the conversations just crack me up. Seriously. And I've met some wonderful people on there. In fact, I was just saying to the guys, Alan, I met a lady called Paulina Groman. Uh, actually, she's uh, originally Ukrainian living in New York City. Absolutely yeah. amazing lady. And wow. uh, she's going to actually be on the show next week. So uh, so really looking forward to uh, listening to that. And, and and I'm sure that you guys are. So listen, Adam, now, do you want to say? Adam, yeah, go on, go. Me, that reminds me, Adam. I've got a couple of people I'm going to push you away for your show. Uh, there's one lady I met on Clubass. She was uh -huh. non-verbal, non-verbal. She was mute, in other words, mute, right? Or non-verbal for 13 years. Whoa. She did not speak for 13 years, man. And now she's wow. found her voice. And, and when she speaks, she's got a great sounding voice too, great melody to her voice. But now when she speaks, she's got so much wisdom, man. It's amazing. I want to push her your way. She'll be, great. She'll be a great guest for you. Very cool. I appreciate it. Listen, I just want to say thanks very much for being on the show today. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate you, it, sir. And guys, listen, if you have uh, any questions for Alan, do me a favor. You can hit us up and use the comments in the comment section below. Or we, what we'll do is we'll also uh, uh, put uh, one of Alan's links on the on the, on the links below. Yeah, well, just, you just, you just go to my, my go to my IG, my Instagram. That's the easiest way. And on my Instagram, you can see I've got a link tree there. There you go. Perfect. So go to, go to Alan's uh, Instagram. Click on the link tree. You can connect with him on there. So I guys, listen, I hope you've been. I would encourage people to to if you click on the link tree, go to my Facebook group, my Awakened Soul Facebook group for free meditation every day and request to come in the group. And then you can, if you can't make the live meditation, I'm doing another one on, I think I'm doing one, is it Friday morning, I believe? Or <laughs> anyway, I can't remember. But if you go to my Facebook group, request access there. And even if you can't make the live meditation, you can watch the replay in your own time. And I recommend you do it in the morning and the evening. And you will sleep better and you'll have an amazing day. There you go, guys. So listen, you have been told. Without further ado, from me and Alan, have a Thanks, fantastic man. week. Take care. Appreciate See you soon, guys. Bye -bye. Hey, you guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the Game Changers Experience. I hope that you got some amazing value, some great insights and golden nuggets that you can implement into your business straight away. I would really, really appreciate it if you could leave a five star review on the button below. Have a fantastic day and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care.